guests don't need no introduction You know that boy be rapping, he do his own production Been so focused on listeners, I've been a distant cousin Everyone probing for answers, I'm ending this discussion I ain't no role model, deep in a life that we know is shallow Only thing sweating is this corona bottle Stunt, glow, front row, while the world burning Only thing keep me up at night is my girl turning Hey everybody, welcome to Riot Radio Live I'm Jace Harley I'm here with Professor Kamal Kenyatta and hip hop historian HD Live is in a building. <laughs> What's good, yo? We really wanted to, I guess, today, you know, follow up on just earlier conversation. Going into the roots of, of uh, where to start. Okay, one of the things that uh, my mentor has taught us was we must build a bridge back to the time before our captivity. Because that allows us to see who we were, what we did, what we accomplished. And it inspires us for now. Well, we did that before. We could do this now. We could do this and more. And when you go back and look, for example, at ancient Egyptian history, just to go there, the first golden period of ancient Kemet, as it's properly known, was changed to Egypt. They built most of the pyramids during that period. It's known as the pyramid age as well. So they did a lot of other magnificent things. It eventually collapsed when there's turmoil and so forth. But the next golden age came about because they were looking back at the first golden age of what their ancestors had done. And they were so inspired by that, they tried to duplicate what their ancestors had done. And in so doing, they created an even bigger and better situation. And that happened two more times in Kemet. They did the same thing with the literary age and the fourth golden age. And with each age, it just got bigger and better and stronger. The same thing happened over on the west coast of Africa. You had the empire of Ghana, which was followed by the empire of Mali. Mali consumed the the territory of Ghana and was able to reap the knowledge that they had there and they became bigger. The song High Empire came behind it. It became the biggest of them all. It benefited from all of that. And at that time, ironically, for the history, Africa was better positioned than any other place in the world to take advantage of the industrial age that was coming. But we know what happened. Enslavement and colonialism happened there. Had that not happened, Africa would have been leading the world because we had the technology, we had the resources, we had the education. All of those things were in place before. So going back to my initial statement of what my mentor has taught us, we must build a bridge back to that time before our enslavement. Because if you tend to look only at the time of your history when you are at a disadvantage, when you are enslaved, when you are a captive, there can be inspirational stories within there. Yes, we overcame this despite that. But your real glory is back here. So, and if you understand that, when Barack Obama becomes 
president of the country, if you don't know this back here, you think, oh yeah, we make an advancement, man. We got a first black president. So, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me take you back to Songhai and introduce you to Sunni Ali Bey, who the largest empire in West Africa. Prior to him, you have Mansa Musa, the richest person in the, known in the history of the world. He spent so much money. Uh, so much gold in Egypt on his trip to Mecca that it took Egypt 10 years to recover wow. from his visit. <laughs> you know, so the epic of Sundiata, Sundiata, you have Kaya Magan, you, you have multiple people, then you got Queen and Zinger, you got Key Queen Yah Santua, and so forth, that brings you down into mm -hmm. the later periods. So it's important for us to look at those things and see. All we need to do is look at look at the Europeans or the Chinese or the Indians. What do they do? They focus on their past. They're always talking about their past. What uh, what Plato said, what Aristotle said, what Alexander did, uh, this one and the other one. They're always talking about that because that inspires them. Hey, well, I could be like Alexander. I could be like whatever. We need to have those images. Now, within the enslavement period, we tend to focus on, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Harriet Tubman, uh, Sojourner yeah. Truth, and all those people are important. Mm -hmm. They significant, significant, uh, but they are not the sum total of who we are. That, that buys into the white supremacist notion that African people did not have any other civilizations. We didn't do anything before Prior. we came yeah. in contact with the Europeans. Yeah, just the idea that we were just in huts and and had and, yeah. and, and in dirt. It's like if you were to take it, and there were those places that were like that, but you're talking about a continent that that you could fit America into three times and still have room left over. <laughs> Easily, where you have yeah. different cultures and different places and so forth. So if it were you comparable to coming to the United States and going to Appalachia, because I have a piece that I do in my classes now, I show, if yeah. you, if, if this was the image that you saw of America, what would you think? And it's images of people sleeping on the streets, you know, grimy, mm -hmm. um, Appalachia, poor, poor areas and so forth. And you would think, well, I, and I, I use the closer, well, just 15 cents a day you can help these people <laughs> you know, in america yeah but you know yeah. if that was yeah. the image that you saw of america now that is not the wow. sum total of america mm -hmm. they but and so when you see those places that's a great point yeah so when you see those places in africa that are like that people think well that's all of Africa. that's the whole sum total of africa and in that same mm -hmm. presentation, I show different parts of Africa with the cities and the, the, the technology and so forth going on. And people are like, it's similar to what happened to me when I think I was telling you when I was in college, I had a roommate from Nigeria, uh, Jones, and we're sitting around the table and he took out these pictures from, from home, from Nigeria. And I see cars and all these buildings and I'm like, this is where you're from? Because in my mind, I'm thinking jungle and lions. And, and he was like, he had never even been to the zoo. He had never even seen a lion. I was like, what? You from Africa? <laughs> so, so, you know, that that image is what not only we have as a people in our minds about uh, our past Africa and our past, but what the world has.
because it's been deliberately uh, concealed uh, and lied about. Wow. We we have no control over the narrative. We gotta we control it, these stories. And have you have you traveled to uh, to Africa? Have you been to Angola? You know, I was supposed to go to Africa last yeah. year. What's on your list? What do you have on your list? I like I like to oh, hear that. Ghana, for number one, because Ghana's you can you know we can have dual citizenship in Ghana, and a lot of African Americans, uh, and I should say from I know uh, South America too, have moved to Ghana, have relocated to Ghana. Yeah, you can have dual citizenship. You can have, just like a Jewish person can have a citizenship in Israel and they can have a citizenship in the United States. We as African people can have citizenship in Ghana and in the United States wow. as well. And you have a lot of people who have moved to Ghana from uh, from here. The other thing is you have a lot of African people moving to Brazil as well. How is, it's easy to, it's easy to uh, move to, to Brazil? Well, Brazil, one of the things you got to learn is Portuguese. You got to learn the language. The Portuguese, that's who that's who colonized uh, Angola, Angola, right? Yeah, that brings us right to Queen and Zanga. Right to it. Uh, so, you know, you had asked about uh, Queen and Zanga. We had, we had talked about it. And she, that's, that's a movie. That's a series that needs to be made on her. This this woman, man. So paint the series for us. Let's let's huh? make the screenplay right now. Let's write it here, right here on Riot Radio. Let's to put to uh-huh. put things in time perspectives with other things. She becomes queen in 1623 in Angola. That's what four years after 1619. To give you some idea of what was going on on the continent of Africa, she becomes the queen there. So let people know what happened on 1619. Everybody doesn't know what 1619 is. Uh, well, 1619. Just, 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 to, just to clarify. 1619 usually marks the date when the first Africans were brought here in chains as, as slavery. Isabella and uh, Ferdinand, I think, were From West names. Africa. From West Africa, yeah, and uh, you had that notion not then because th- this myth came later on that they came from nowhere and yada yada yada. But we see within Angola, you see this queen come to power. Now we're not even talking about the Songhai Empire where they're going on before then, or the Empire of Segu in Angola. Slavery had not reached. Oh, the enslavement of African people had not reached Angola at that time, but it was on the fringes. It was threatening to come there. And eventually they did come in because her father, who was the king, uh, he kept them at bay, but then he died. And then her brother became the king. Ngola, I think was his name, Ngola. Maybe. N-G-O-L-A Yeah, could be his name This is a crazy story I'm I'm reading the story now It's a crazy story And so he he becomes king But he's weak She basically takes the throne She's the princess She basically takes the throne from him And she goes to war How does she do this? Well, how did she take? How did she take the throne? I mean, I'm I'm just trying to get into the details for the screenplay. <laughs> she was popular for one. She was she was more popular than her mm. brother, and her brother was weak. And most of uh, the Angolans were not down with the whole slave trade thing, and the brother was kind of kind of feeding into it. And they were like, "No, nah, no, nah, this yeah. ain't gonna happen." And she 
she basically takes the throne from her, backing with the people. So just real quick, how, so how was it working with the slave trade at that time? Were they trying to negotiate for a certain, like a certain percentage? Like, hey, just give us some people and then, you know, we'll be cool? Or was it like, were they coming in there like gangbusters? You had a combination of those things there. And some in some instances you had, remember, slavery it was an old institution in the world. Just about everybody at some point or another have been enslaved by another group at some point in the world. But the rules of uh, that governed slavery were based on war. If we came and beat you, if I came and beat you in uh, HD up, I had the right to enslave you. I could enslave you all. If y'all came and enslaved, you know, beat me up in the war, and y'all could do that to me. And those were the rules. But, it, and, and it wasn't a lifetime thing. Yeah. You were still a human being. Your family was not separated. You did not lose your culture or any of that stuff. That was basically worldwide. Christianity and Islam changed that equation in the world because they began to enslave people. Yeah. Christians, if you were not a Christian, they felt they had the right to enslave you. The Muslims felt they had the right to enslave you if you were not a, a, a Muslim. And so that that's when the equation kind of changed um, in, in, in the world. That was what was governing those rules. And then later on, of course, race. Become, because what the Europeans have done in the white supremacist society, whenever you mention the term slave, and they, they are depicting it in some kind of way. They always show a black person. They don't care what time period it comes from. It was a black person because they have stigmatized us with that. You know, well, black people were always yeah. slaves. No, you all were slaves too. The Europeans sold their own children into slavery to the Arabs. Yeah. You know, but that's another whole ball game. I guess taking it back to Angola. So that's where we're at. You know, that's the, the culture of the time right now. And that's what Angola's fighting against coming into their territory. Right. So you had some some cases where these Europeans would come in and they would trade. Uh, you already had the Arabs that had been doing that before the Europeans that kind of set it up. And they were they had this they had this trade between the two of them the europeans came into a kind of a ready-made situation so you come in and they would trade they'd bring guns or bullets or trinkets or whatever and they would get whatever goods were in that local territory including or they would trade those for some people the african people thought that they were engaged in the same kind of slavery that they were involved in but they weren't what what happened here became chattel slavery where you owned a person mm. and that person became that that their station in life that they didn't know by the time they caught on to what was going on the wheel the cogs wheels of of it had picked up momentum and it was difficult to get out of it Angola is one of those places that fought against it even it, even though it had begun to reach Queen Nzinga, this was basically her mission in life to stop uh, enslavement and when she became queen, she declared Angola as free territory in Africa and anybody on the continent of Africa who made it to Angola would be free. It was a free state. The Portuguese, of course, they did not like that. And they called her 
the black terror. Wow. Because they could not defeat her for 40 years. Her entire life, they never defeated her. In that length of time, they were not able to defeat her. She defeated them, gave them decisive defeats uh, throughout that time period. One of the things, when she first became queen, she had to meet with uh, King Philip okay. of Portugal. So she goes there and they decided they're not gonna recognize her as queen of her territory, but that that was a colony of theirs. So she goes in and they decide, you know, they're all seated, seated around a table uh, or, or, or in chairs, but they have no place for her to sit. They're gonna make her stand up in front of them like she's a subject of theirs to humiliate her in the process. So when she walks into the room, they come in with her entourage, they scope what's going on, and her uh, people in her entourage begin to squat down like, like a couch so she could sit on their back for them. And that day, the, the Portuguese were like astounded at that. And then what would happen, uh, she would only sit on that person's back for a period of time, and then another one yeah. would come down and so forth. So, because, you know, they, they were trying to humiliate her. I just sent a, a, a picture to that link in the chat. You can see that. Oh, you can see that picture nice. you just described where she's neat. She's, yeah, she has, she's seated oh, on somebody's back. I was, I was wondering about that, but uh, you just explained that it. right there is one of the episodes out of her life that, that could be focused on, but it, t- it told you where her mindset was. The other thing, or two things that it is, one, they kidnapped her, one of her sisters. And they figured, wow, we got her now. She got it. She got to give up the territory for, you know, if we don't, we're going to kill her sister. Oh, ruthless. And she sent them the message. It's like, you know, I am not going to give up the whole kingdom for one person. Everybody knows what is that. We're talking about liberty here. And she did not, she did not succumb to that. They were like, wow, that's, yeah. damn. That's, she wow. ain't going to... She gonna let her sister die, but 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 that's what the mindset of freedom has to be. You you can't give up the whole nation mm-hmm. because of one person. Or one person's freedom, even if it's your mm-hmm. sister, you know. So wow. they weren't able to get to her that way. They tried all kinds of maneuvers. So did they kill the sister? It's unclear of what happened to her sister. It's unclear. I don't I don't know that they killed her. Not, I don't. I don't think she ever came back. Though. She had. She had her nephew killed. She had her nephew killed. What? She had her she nephew, had nephew killed? killed. So her, her brother. I guess her brother was 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 the king first, like you Ooh, mentioned. And he went on a. It ra- would make sense. It would make sense. Right. He went on a rampage and took out a lot of family members because he didn't want any successors. Um, apparently, Nzinga was 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 spared and. When, like you said, she ended up taking over power, but as revenge, she ended up going and killing her nephew, uh-huh. seven-year-old nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, no, this is like, this is a great show. This would make a great show. Seriously. Wow, this is Game of Thrones level. Think about like, it. This is... Yeah, because you, you have to realize why she had to do that, because he would always have been a threat. He would have always been a threat to, to, to her power. Uh, one, one other thing before we go over a feel on that, yeah. is yeah. she infiltrated the Portuguese military with her own people. Ooh. 
and they would go in and they would recruit uh, other Africans who were fighting with the Portuguese over to the side of the queen. Oh, no way. And they, and the, the Portuguese never knew who these infiltrators were. They could never identify them. That's fine. But they wreaked havoc. And they always, and that's why she always knew what was going on okay. uh, with them. That was part of her, her strategy. Yeah, the espionage game. Yeah. So at one point, she faked her death. Wow. And it was so, it was believed, it was so real and believed throughout the, the kingdom. There was actual real mourning. They just thought that she <laughs> is like, ah. Wow. But so did the Portuguese. And the Portuguese, they uh, they considered it a blessing. They even had a special mask oh. thanking God for getting rid of the black terror. <laughs> and they figured okay. they had access to uh-huh. Uh, the riches of Angola and so they come in and when they come in she she has her people come up and they attack them by I'm be surprised they wow. are like you know they don't know whether it's a ghost or what but it's, <laughs> it's like her she uh, once again she defeated them uh, and like I can say for 40 years they they could not handle her thanks for rocking with us today everybody this has been Riot Radio Live. I'm Jace Harley. Kamal Kenyatta, HD Live. Make sure you subscribe to Audio Arcade, officially up now. The web app's available on my website, jaceharley.com. Make sure you go check that out. Subscribe to emails if you haven't. Share this out to all your friends and family. Spread the revolution, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep building. Let's keep going. No one can stop us but us. I'm just getting warmed up. You don't know. You don't know. You don't. You don't know. 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 You don't know.